Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Welcome to the She Slays the Day podcast with Dr. Lauren Brunslick. Direct, soulful, comedic, advice for female chiropractors' most stagnating questions. Let's talk business, marriage and relationships, momming, and self-development. Here's your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. All right, everyone. This is the She Slays the Day podcast, and I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick. And today we have Kirby. What? what? Um, so this is the last episode of the year, right? Yep. Will there, will there be one more? No, this no, is it. No, this will be, yeah, this will go out, yeah. And then the, we'll do like a recap or a best of that'll happen like the, whatever, the second or the first of mm-hmm. January. Mm-hmm. That one's going to be a lot of work for you. Yeah. Not so much for me. You're not going to, you're not going to get in the editing booth? <laughs> no. You're not going to learn Adobe Auditions? No, no. Um, I had someone ask me on Instagram, um, I don't know, sometime last week, like, how do you and Kirby plan out, like, what you're going to say on the podcast? And and I said, well, ah, he just does whatever I tell him. No, so I thought I it would build, be I funny. I just build up resentment and <laughs> it just comes out in a, in no, so I format. thought it would be and entertaining to tell people how like we uh decide like what an episode's going to be like so we only record on Fridays I don't think we've ever recorded an episode together I've definitely recorded on yeah. not on Friday um but we only record Friday afternoons um and typically I've saved a question that I know I would need your advice on yep so, like, the boring questions. Yeah, the yeah. ones that require thought and <laughs> Somebody careful says, analytical like, consideration. How did you pay off your loans? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, and then, so we so we live in a town, very small, 9,000 people. Yep. And there's, like, one really great restaurant. To, no, there's, like, three really great restaurants. But this to is the best lunch. one. Shout, yeah. shout out to Layman's. Shout they out to Layman's. Kevin, our bartender. We always sit in the bar. Because it's got a better atmosphere. Yeah. And then <laughs> he tries giving us like those paper placemats that you would put food on. And then we just start writing on the placemats. And we start planning out. So when you hear that ruffly noise. Yeah, that's a placemat. That's a that's paper placemat. Because from layman's. With all our content on it. And that's not the first time that's happened. 
You know, but Jenna Kutcher talks about how she like records in a closet. So I think the fact that our podcast notes are on a lunch paper placemat makes us legit because we're not legit. This is going to be like that story that I don't know if it's really true or not, but like they say uh, Picasso would draw on like bar napkins and hand them to people sometimes. Like, Should I just like randomly start doing podcast just outlines and like hand them to people? Five tips to have a stress-free 2020. <laughs> you slide it to someone. Um, save I that. save them though. This drawer right here oh, is awesome. full of all of our our napkins and shit. So, so yeah, that's and then we usually do it in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. um, so Kirby can drink a gin and soda. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> The gin and soda happens to be being It's like a Friday cocktail. It's a Friday afternoon. Yep, and, and that's why we only record on Fridays, because if you recorded on a Tuesday, we could still go to lunch, but I have to go to work. Yep. So. And it would be weird for me to be drinking on a Tuesday in the middle of the day. But it's not on a Friday. No, I work very hard drinking. <laughs> Let's be honest, the only reason I'm not drinking is because we're going to the gym after this. <laughs> one of us can stay on a treadmill when we've been drinking, and one of us cannot. So, I'm It makes the rowing machine feel like a real boat. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby's just puking in the corner. Oh, seasickness. <laughs> I don't have my sea legs yet. Sorry about that. Or some, like, super ripped guy. Like, you just, like, think, you know, it looks like you're just lifting really, really heavy. And it's like, nah, he's, no, he's, he's just drunk. He's just drunk. He's drunk. He's just starting his workout. He's not. <laughs> he didn't push too hard. Oh, all right. Well, let's get the episode going so I can go to the gym sober. <laughs> you you don't get too much time to drink. Um, so, review. Review. Yeah. Uh, we got a new one this week, and it's an awesome one. So we're going to go with that. Do you want to read it or do you want me to? You read it. I don't. Yeah. All right. This is from Dr. Elise, and she says, Dr. Lauren nailed it by starting this podcast. Yes, she did. She is extremely relatable, transparent, and answers the burning questions that Too so many... Too transparent. You're just going to hype man this entire thing? <laughs> yes! <laughs> answers the burning questions that so many female chiropractors have been dying to ask. Her podcast provides an outlet for women to ask vulnerable questions without judgment. And quite frankly, she brings guests on who have been there, done that, and designed a course for it. The content and advice provided is invaluable and life-changing. Keep rocking it, Lauren. That's a hell of a review. It's a really good review. I'm really glad that you dictated that to me and then told me to make a new <laughs> Apple, pot, Apple ID and submit Lies, that. lies. I should send Elise stickers. I don't know if we have her address. I'll have to track her down on the internet. Who are you? Send her some free stickers because that's an awesome review. Um, and I didn't even have to pay her. That's awesome. Um, cause that's illegal. Actually, it's illegal in the, okay, I guess it's only illegal in the chiropractic world. Oh, You're not pay for mm -hmm. reviews? Yep. So then I would go like, well, if it's illegal in the chiropractic world, why would it not be illegal in? It's more a question of business ethics. I think. Business ethics. Do you know what movie that's actually Don't wrong? say it. I want to know if anybody else knows. I mean, I know they can't tell us right now, but if you know... Then shoot us a DM when you're listening to this because then yell it out loud while you're running. <laughs> be like, why are they shouting strange Adam Sandler movies? You gave him a giant clue. It's <sighs> just a clue, though. You are the. All right, all right. Let's move into, shishle shavings. 
You say it. She slays savings. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Say it seven times fast. No. Um, okay, so this week we are talking about our two She Slays savings that we have going on right now. So one is my favorite chiropractic artiste, uh, Sandy Spines. So if you haven't checked out her Etsy store, move on over there. Get get yourself something something nice for your clinic. Um, so just really, really, really beautiful musculoskeletal paintings um, that will look very nice hanging in your clinic or on your desk or on your hydro flask. She's got some sweet stickers. And if you use promo code SHESLAYS, you will save 10% off your entire order. How many people do you think are wanting to order that already? And Wait, the hydro flask? No, the, the Sandy Spines prints. And they're like, no, but I, I think my husband knows. I told him that's what I want for Christmas. So I can't order him now because I think he's going to get them for me. I bet like she gets an uptick of orders after Christmas of people being like, I hope my significant other or my office staff like knows I want that. And then like they don't pick up the hint and they're like, fine, I'm just going to buy it myself. Do you do that with things? Is this your way of saying you bought me? A watercolor from Sandy Spines? No, I bought you. I mean, I, I have I bought you, you one you in actually... the past, but I'm just saying, like, would you, like, I think that happens. Yeah, except my staff asked what I wanted for Christmas, and I said a plant. A plant. I want a plant. And if they don't buy you a plant, you're going to go buy a plant after Christmas because you want a plant. Yes. So, yeah. Huh. I kind of refrain. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I need a new water bottle. And I'm holding off because I'm waiting to see. Oh my gosh, here's a cliffhanger for the listeners. You get to find out next week if Lauren got the water bottle. So I showed up to, we're eventually going to get to this episode because it's a really good topic. Um, So I showed up to work with my new sweater from American Eagle on Monday, and I was wearing like white tennis shoes and. and my front desk people says, like, all you need is a scrunchie. And you were, like, rocking the visco girl thing. And then it made me go, like, oh, man, am I fighting aging a little too hard? <laughs> like, do you know you know what a visco girl is, right? We've talked about this. I feel like our team has talked about it. And I've okay, been like, so it took me forever to wrap my head around water this. bottle and stickers or yeah, something? Yeah, okay, it's the way that people describe it. <clears throat> it's basically a stereotype of a certain... So think of it like... Back before hipster was a commonly used word, okay. it would be like if somebody said, like, oh, he's a hipster. And then people would be like, what's a hipster? And they would go like, well, like, they have beards and they wear flannels. And, like, that's how Put hipsters started. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so, like, that's what a visco... It's, like, a new term for... What's it, visco stand for? I don't freaking know. Okay. Very shallow... No, I don't know. <laughs> I get called one, so... I think it tends to be, like, a lot of, like, Instagram. I don't know. We're just two old people talking about new trends. But it made me wonder, like, oh, shoot. And I totally asked for a Hydro Flask for Christmas. Am I too old to own a Hydro Flask? I don't know, but I'll be excited if you got me one. But I'll understand if you chose not to. You'll you'll post it to your TikTok. Oh, yeah. Wait, what? What's a TikTok? Oh, Oh, yeah, I've seen the kids. I've seen the kids doing that. Whatever. Anyway, what other savings do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. I'm glad you remembered that's what we were doing. Because <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, okay, so what's next? Um, oh, okay, so that's the Progressive app by Connected Inspired Media. This is the app that our clinic started using earlier this year 
and it's fantastic, especially if you are a prenatal and pediatric-based clinic. It's full of stretches and exercises for pregnancy, brain exercises for kids. Um, it's really cool, and it makes your clinic look legit because you have all this pre-recorded content available to your patients, and it saves time. So, boom, use promo code SHESLACE, and you will save 20% off your first month. They, they are awesome. If you're a big clinic, it's easy of, like, it's an, an added thing for your people, even though you have, like, you look fancy and, and great already. But if you're a small clinic, I think especially, it is like, whoa, these guys are super legit. They have a whole app? Like, that looks fancy. It looks fancy as fuck. Fancy as fuck. <laughs> I think that, that we should get them to change their, their like, slogan. Yeah. Progressive Ashley, Media. I know you're fancy listening. <laughs> Let me know if you'd be open to that. So, okay. Um, let's pray. Okay. And then let's get get on with this. Get into it? Get into it. All right. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for the opportunity to share um, our experience and our life with so many great people, so many great chiropractors, so many great small business owners. Um, help us to to send a good message, a message that people need to hear. Um, help us to remember that as we try to define success and as we look back and as we look forward, um, so often we we put success through our lens and we ask you for what we want or we ask for guidance, but we want guidance on the path that uh, we think we should go down. Help us to be still enough and quiet enough to hear your true voice, um, to understand that worldly and material success so rarely are a path to you um, and often are an obstacle. Help us to, to listen and to know and to hear you. In your name we pray. Amen. That was good. Thanks. I just came up with it. Just you just came up with it. Awesome. Okay, so this episode, um, like you probably kind of gathered from the title, is so it's not really this one's not answering a specific question from someone, um, but it's just a very timely. It's based thing. around like conversations that everyone is having now that yeah. we've been having. That is just. If it is, I mean, especially now that when the episode drops, it's the week between Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. Every post you're seeing is a remembrance of the past year, the past decade, and all of the posts about moving forward, looking forward, going forward. Mm -hmm. I didn't even realize we were entering a new decade. Oh, that's like, it's... Oh, that's why people are doing the 10-year challenge? Oh, I was going to say it's the time of the ultimate dad joke of like on the 30th or 31st, you'd be like, I'll see you next decade. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. I'm resisting it. You just basically did it I'm, to no, hundreds it. and hundreds of people. I was mocking it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That didn't count. Ironic kid. Okay, so um, this is basically us talking through, reflecting 2019, not like our personal year, but like this is for a boss or a small business owner or someone who is looking back at 2019 and then looking forward to 2020. Let's, we're going to get a little more specific because this isn't, you can't have a reflect and look forward that is going to resonate with 100% of people. Yeah. Um, and we had a unique year. And so we're just using our experience to build, you know, an episode that's more uh, what we're going through. And I think it's helpful of if you, 
so let's say like kind of what it's not is it it's not for this isn't like a helpful hints for someone who's been crushing it for the last five years crushed it this year has tons of bandwidth only sees blue sky and is like yeah let's just celebrate all the wins and keep the wins rolling like yeah yeah for that um like somebody who had a great year and they go like okay can you commit 10 to 25 percent more energy for 10 to 25 percent more growth and more new patients in this next year the person who's like heck yeah i got 25 percent more energy to give not for you not for you 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 just go on with your bad self you 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 record a podcast and send it to us. Keep on like, rocking in the free world, <laughs> right? Yeah, that and is a song. That's a random. Um, also, not likely, although I think anybody can get anything from this, but like, if you're somebody who didn't try in 2019, and you're like, yeah, I should probably start trying. Um yeah, if you've just been kind of coasting and like kind of shit hit the fan, maybe, but you're like, yeah, I know, so I know exactly sucked, what I need to but do, but like, yeah. I just gotta get off my butt and do it. Yeah, we're not. That's not really for that either. I think they would get something out of this though. Okay, so this is for. Let's talk about who it's for. Um, so this is for somebody who, when you're looking at 2019, it didn't quite turn out how you thought it would. Um, we're going to be looking at it through a professional lens. And I know from lots of, I'm somebody who plans and envisions and has expectations and goals. I mean, for everything, whether it's a half marathon or my kid's birthday or an entire year of productivity for my business, our business, sorry. Um, (laughs) it's, that's my goal for 2020 is for you to start calling it our business. (laughs) Oh, geez. Um, but I am somebody who has these expectations and then when things don't turn out exactly the right way I can it can struggle or you know I can struggle with like that control aspect of like realizing I don't have control but then but then you take and go like okay well now plan next year and that's what can be really hard is when you're sitting here in December and you're like well 2019 I didn't I didn't, uh, I was going to run a half marathon and I strained my Achilles after training in two weeks. So I didn't run it all the rest of the year or like, I didn't even see that, you know, major audit coming. And so we kind of flatlined financially after that, or, you know, all of these things that you were like, Ooh, I didn't, I did not. When I was looking in 2018, when I was planning 2019, didn't see that coming, nor would I have wanted that type of thing to come. And so now then, you know, there's all this talk, like you said, Kirby, that this is what the chatter is of like, 2020 is going to be better. It's going to be great. And if you're somebody sitting here going like, I mean, I freaking hope so. But like, I'm trying to let go of 2019 and lie to myself that I'm excited about 2020 when I'm just scared it's going to be a repeat or something like that. Yeah. And to give a little backstory, uh, personally for us, like we had a year so we've always grown as a clinic and grown substantially Mm -hmm. um so we've always had pretty big growth goals and it feels especially like knowing that so many businesses close um and so many people are having such financial trouble it feels you know kind of noting the noting the woe is me here like we didn't have a great year like we were Mm -hmm. 
we were slightly down in revenue, but slightly down on a pretty big business. So we we missed our growth goals is yeah. the biggest thing. But by no means are we saying. Yeah, like, we didn't. Have, yeah, there's a lot of. People. I don't want anyone throwing a, a pity party for us. Um, <laughs> no, please don't. But it's a new thing for us to confront because, like we said, of like, you know, when we said who is not for, it's kind of been us for eight, nine years of business is mm -hmm. like. Well, we grow and we always grow and we grow at big percentages and we keep growing and then we hire more people and we build new clinics and we keep doing. So it's a interesting reset for us to have like a, a stagnant year. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where a lot of this comes from is like, where do we where do we go from here? What do we learn? What do we do? Well, and a mentor that I had a couple of years ago, you know, talked about you know, he's a big business guy. He wasn't a chiropractic guy. Um, although he helped chiropractic and, you know, he would just talk about how like, you know, 10 to 20% growth every single year is not how business, like you're going to have years that fluctuate and it may be more of a stagnant year or you may drop 5%, but then like, and so it's just kind of dealing with like, we've been in practice now nine years and kind of maturing and evolving as a business of like, oh, Oh, not every, I mean, it's kind of like a half marathon of like, I can't PR everyone. Otherwise I'm going to go insane. Yeah. I'm sure that's like, as athletes become elite, like they start to go like, Oh, I won everything through high school. And then I was really right in college. And then I get to like the next level. And it's like, what do you mean? We, what do you mean? I can't be the best yeah. all the time. So, so no, it's uh it's been an interesting year, but like, that's where a lot of this, like looking back and like reflecting and figuring out what's what's going on when it's not all roses is, is kind of coming from for us. Yeah. Okay. So kind of the first step in um, allowing yourself to let go of something that didn't go as you thought and then motivate, motivate yourself and get inspired to be optimistic about the future is you do have to look back and reflect and process what happened. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and I do really want to try and talk about this in a broader lens than just like, so you didn't make the money you thought, because like this could be in so many different aspects of life. It's it's really like you set a big goal and it didn't go how you thought it was going to. You didn't meet that goal. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's money. Well, and I would say even with money, I think one of those, uh, I think probably the same mentor you're talking about as a business advisor said, like, you're setting goals, but like you have to understand what's behind it. If you said, I want to see, you know, 50,000 people this year, if you started giving away free adjustments, you could see 50,000 people. If you said, I want to make a million dollars this year and you were only going to make 750, but you started selling drugs on the side, you might be able to get to that million dollar <laughs> mark. Like you, there's always, there's always something deeper behind all of your goals. So yeah. like that, that idea that you may have missed a goal but you need to, you can't just only look at that one thing. Mm -hmm. You have to look back on multiple aspects of your business, of your life to get a full picture of your year, what you, what you did poorly, where you fell short, but also where you might've won or learned something new that you didn't really see when you were so microscopically focused on just revenue or just new patients or just new business. If you're not a chiropractor. Yeah. So I would definitely take time, um, schedule, literally schedule a morning or a couple hours, go to a coffee shop with all of your numbers and look at 
the wins. You might, you know, you can jog your memory by going through Facebook and like, you know, but like look through your photos and look for the wins um, in this area. So within the business, like uh, what was your best financial month or two? Um, what were your best new patient months or new clients? Um, what were of the events you did, which ones were the most highly attended? Which ones did you have the best conversion to becoming new patients? Um, if you had a big marketing campaign or an ad or a post that went viral or something where it's just like, mm -hmm. what was that thing that you can look back and go like, that was, that was solid. Yep. And look for those common themes that are seen in those because you're going to want to make sure that you do more of that. Like if it was something that was working, if I, you know, I'll just go back to running. Like if I look back through, cause on my app that I use for running at the end, it asks like, how did it go? Um, and if I were to look back at the ones that was like, my pacing was my best. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't have this amount of data, but I might go like, okay, well, it looks like most of my runs were done, you know, when the temperature was between 20 degrees and 40 degrees. It was, you know. Yeah, or it, they were the best when I did them at mid-morning instead of first thing in the morning or yep. whatever. Like those, those patterns you can find. And I would say beyond looking for just the wins of the big things, try to find what was surprising to you mm -hmm. in the year. Of like if you are a very rigid and like you plan out all your social media and then the one thing that actually got way more likes or the event that was way better was the one you kind of threw together at the last minute or was kind of your post was really raw and authentic and you go like oh weird maybe that's what people yeah like. because we want to try and control the success of something and we don't have all the information like we don't, you know, and so, yeah, definitely look for those surprises and really analyze. Like if you thought something was going to go viral and it did great, if you thought an event was going to be like amazing and it did, but definitely analyze those ones that you're like, huh, what was so unique about that? Mm -hmm. um, because that's an area that you can definitely grow and become better in because if yep. it's surprising to you, you're obviously not naturally going to do a lot of it. And so, like, pick it apart and be like, okay, I was vulnerable. I didn't sell, you know, like. Yeah, whatever it is that's different, that's surprising, that's that's usually an area to mine. Yep. Um, okay, so then, unfortunately, you have to look at your losses. Now, I'm somebody who is um, futuristic, so I don't like to look back. Like, I really, but it is super important on years where the outcome wasn't what you expected or hoped you have mm -hmm. in order to learn from it but like i'm just somebody who just wants to be like yep you're dead to me um and i'm the i'm a dweller of like if you said i look at the losses i might get lost spiraling and looking at all the losses and thinking about them and getting in that mood so i would say with both the wins and the losses a big thing is don't this isn't a you can listen to this podcast and that's great but the actual exercise is to physically go to look at your numbers, to go back through your calendar or through your posts, and then to write down what was your surprising or biggest wins and losses, biggest surprising events or marketing campaigns that did go well, didn't go well, um, and, and actually write them down. Because if you are someone who does dwell and spiral on things, being able to write it down, know that that thought is down on paper, 
and check it off instead of like keep coming back and being like, oh, yeah, and you know, February was terrible, you know, and you just mm-hmm. keep coming back to it. Um, so write it down, but be ready to move on too. Yep. And, you know, some of these things when we're looking back, I, we should have said like another person who's going to get a lot out of this, maybe you had an amazing year, but like, you know, every, you did reach your goals, but now most of the time a business doesn't go like, okay, so now you're going to do the exact same thing. Like, no, we're all looking to 2020 or 2020 or and that's it. We to are be 2020 year. We are faster. We are skinnier. We are making more money. We are working less. We are traveling more. Like that is the society we live in that when we're looking forward, we're picturing bigger, better, more. And um, that's a whole different podcast episode in itself. Uh, but that's going to require more energy. And so if you're the person who like was like, yeah, I hit my goals. Holy shit. I have nothing left in the tank. And you want me to do 20% yeah. or I'm asking I w- myself. I was whipping my team to help me get to that goal at the end. And they got a big bonus. But Liz, as we plan to next year and I say 10% more than that, yeah. if they look at you like, are you nuts? <laughs> did you hire six more people? Yeah. <laughs> like if you're that person too, I think this is a really valuable thing as well. Okay. So speaking of team, in your reflecting back on 2019 and you're looking towards 2020, we're going to really need to look through your team and make sure that one, just the number of people you have is appropriate. Mm-hmm. So many people want to wait to make a big move, like a hire, um, when they get a little bigger. It's usually like, okay, I'm going to hire that associate once I get to 200, but they're like capped at 175 and they just can't. And it's like, in my experience, the universe forces you to kind of take that risk first. Like you've, you think you have more in you than you do. And so it's like, oh, I can get to 200 by myself. And it's like, the universe is like, no, you actually can't. Because anytime you get up to 200, you're mean to your kids. You stop working out. And so like universal energy pulls that back and is like, hmm. So... And just the pace of, so you want to get to that next level. I was just talking to a friend about this where he he was talking about like, well, I don't know if I love this job, but it pays really well. But I want to eventually do this other side career. And, and I asked him like, well, how fast could you replace your income if you like quit your job, went whole hog into that? And he's like, probably within a year or two, but like for a year, it would really suck. And I said, well, how, if you're doing it as a side gig while you were working full time, how long would it take you to build up to where you could easily step away when you basically had double income and then you could get rid of the one job? And he's like, oh, that would take like six or seven years. I was like, do you want to keep doing it? Like, do you want to keep calling me and complaining and keep saying to your wife, like, I hate this for the next seven years? And he's like, yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so making sure you have enough people um, and ugh, are they the right people? So, I mean, that sucks. Yeah, that's a bit of a come to Jesus moment of just like, because you know, you know, instinctively a lot of what your business needs. Yeah, you if know, you're thinking right now, as we said this and you're like, oh, shoot, Jessica, if your subconscious just said a name in your office, 
Not a good sign. <laughs> By the way, caveat, you can't say Jessica is a negative thing when one of our employees Oh, shit, Jessica. I forgot we have a Jessica. Oh, I call her Jess. I know, and she's great. Jess, <laughs> you are listening. Holy cow. Trying to give her a heart attack? I know. The poor little heart exploded. <laughs> um, we are not in that case, so we should no, say... We, we love our team. We are. This is the happiest I've ever been with our team I'm ever. Absolutely, and we'll talk about that at the end when we're talking about like, you know, how we pers- how we felt inspired about 2020. Yeah. So <laughs> it was Sorry, the first Jeff. name that came to mind. Like Deborah, I use Deborah all the time as like a Debbie Downer. Yeah. And so I was trying to think of yep. Yeah, so poor Jess. Sorry, okay. Jeff. So anyways, make sure that you have the right personalities in the right roles, and you have enough hands. Um. So then look at your energy suckers of the year. Like what were the biggest drains on you um, emotionally, physically, um, both in the professional and personal world? And I would say there, there's different categories of this of like it. One is like the one time things um, that you use to understand your year. And then there's a different category of ongoing. So if you had like a one time thing of like, you had a death in the family that like really took you out of the game and you needed to be there and you were just out for three months and the numbers suffered and you had to have a relief doc or you had to you know close your business mm-hmm. or whatever and that's why your numbers are down. Understanding that and giving yourself grace. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a whole different ball game or something happened in your region or your town or whatever. Like those are things that are good to understand but you don't. You don't need to react crazily to, you just know that you process, know what you need to do in the future and move on um, versus the ongoing energy suckers. Those are the things that- The ones like, you have control over. Yeah, the things that you can, yeah, that you can change about yourself, about your team, about your business. Those are the things that you really want to focus on, um, you know, as we talk about moving forward and what you're going to do. Those are the things to like really note down and go- Okay, I identify, I realize I've seen this coming. I know this is what's affecting me. And I want to dig just slightly deeper here with the energy suckers because like, so for instance, social media, we know like it just people are like, oh, it's an energy sucker. Yes. Um, but you can analyze a little more of like for in our town, Instagram is not a big thing yet. So Facebook sucked a lot of our energy, but Facebook delivers. Yep. Whereas we don't spend a lot of time as a clinic on Instagram because just our population, like I believe if I'm spending energy on something, it's either fulfilling me or like spiritually and like energetically wise, or it's leading to a sale. Energy energy sucking is a deficiency of return, basically. Like, Mm -hmm. sleep isn't an energy sucker. You spend Mm -hmm. a ton of time sleeping, but you need it. Working out isn't an energy sucker. It gives you back more than you actually put in. It's that thing of, like like you were saying with Facebook, we put in a ton of time, but that actually had a return on investment. Whereas, you know, in the past, we played around with, like, Snapchat, which in our town is especially for our target market of 25 plus women and moms, I would say less than half a percent of the people in our town in that demographic 
are using Snapchat and especially not engaging with businesses on it. Right. I was going to say, I think most of our team is on Snapchat. Yeah, but they aren't doing any business there. <laughs> no, you made it sound dirty. <laughs> I, sorry, guys. I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> okay, so um, look for, looking for those. And then lastly, when you're looking back, it's really important to assess the major bottlenecks or biggest limitations that you had. Um, and not all of them need to be corrected. So, for instance, one of our biggest bottlenecks to new patients is we're out of network with with the state Medicaid. And I just found out uh, two day yesterday um, that one of the elementary schools in town, 60 percent of the kids are on a free or reduced lunch. So like we're not we don't live in a rich area and we don't take the state insurance. And so like that sucks. It's one of our biggest bottlenecks mm. for new patients is a mom We'll call and say, like, do you take Badger Care? And we're like, no, but we have great. And it's like. Yeah, I mean, and, and in that situation, the best thing you can do is ease the path for what you can offer. And then you maximize that but, yep. and you address it and you understand, like, this is a this is an unavoidable bottleneck and we need to move on. But yep. if you're the person sitting there going like. I can never grow because my space is too small mm -hmm. or your small business owner with the same problem. Like, and you know, no matter how good your marketing gets or how good your delivery systems or whatever, no matter what your space is too small, like that's a big thing to know. And kind of in that same way with like the team thing, when it's like, is your team the right team? Do you have the right people? Do you have the right skills? This is usually one of those things that like, if you're envisioning the future and this problem has to be solved for that future state to exist. Like that's that's the thing. If yeah. So a good exercise here is because what gets in the way of a lot of people like fully acknowledging how they like they're like, ah, I don't know if my space is too small. Like, I don't know if it is. And like, OK, because what they don't want to do is they don't want to find a new place. They don't want to have to market. They moved. They don't want to have to change their address with all the insurance companies. They don't want to physically move. And so instead I go like, all right, so you let's say um, let's say it's a small space that they're wondering. I would say like, OK, I want you to picture yourself. Seven years from now like well into the future and you are seeing, so let's say they're seeing 150 people a week and they want to be seeing 300. Um, and I go, okay, so let's say it's seven years from now. You're seeing your 300 people a week. You're seeing 400 people a week. Is it in this space? And if they go like, oh no, in my mind, seven years from now, I'd, I'd, I'd eventually moved. Yeah, they can like go. There's your sign. Yeah, and that's the same thing with like people or whatever too. Oh yeah. Of like if you go like in seven years from now and you're you're growing and you're getting better and you're serving people better, is that person with you? And if you're, you're like, like oh, no, gosh, no, 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 she's she's gone by then. Then it's like, ugh, you're really just delaying the hard work because you don't want to do it now, and you're hoping that future you. We'll have some we'll balls. It, you know what it is? Is it's kind of the reverse of the spouse question of like before you get married. Like you know, you have a better idea that you're with the right person when you go like, can you see a future ten years from now where they're not in it? And you go like, oh no, they're part of my future. And it's like, I think you're with this person. I so think I think 
I had no idea where you were going with that question because I think that's an exercise that only guys have to go through to like get over commitment issues. Never? To, no, oh, really? No, this is like a, I think that's a commitment issue that like guys need to be like, tell each other of like, all right, dude, you might need to marry this one. And they're like, I don't think I can. And it's like, okay, can you picture not being with her? And they're like, no. Like, all right, I think you're going to have to get some balls and marry her. Actually be a real person. No woman relates to that. Oh, like, sorry. Wait, what? no, it's funny. It's totally funny, but it's just like, I had no idea where you were going. Like, what, what can I picture? I mean, no, no, of course not, but... Yeah. Well, I learned something today. <laughs> All right. So when, so we've kind of covered reflecting back, right? Yeah. There's a lot to look back on. And, and it's, uh, I mean, like I said, it's a thing that I think you, it helps to actually write it down so that you will have these tools, these bullet items for the next big thing we're going to talk about. Yeah, I actually like the idea. Um, so if it's obvious, like if you can get away, you know, if you're like, oh, gosh, this this reflecting, this is totally what's been going on. Like, duh, this is what I need to do. Great. If you're kind of looking at stuff like I don't I can't really figure out what thing was the thing. Like if you're struggling there, then journal about it. Mm. Um, journal through each of these questions and like set a timer for three to five minutes. And each one of these things, like what, it, what were your wins? What did you do right? Who were you at your best? And just start journaling and don't think too much about it. Just keep writing and then go through the like, what about at your worst? What was showing up? What are your biggest limitations? Then what happens is, is when like a half hour of journaling and writing, then you go back and look through that like stream of conscious. You're likely going to see a lot of the same words yeah, showing up. Yeah, I kept up. saying this and I didn't even realize it. I kept mm -hmm. writing, yeah. And, and I know so many of our listeners are probably on the, on the smaller end of, of small business. So it may just be like you and a front desk person. But like if you have a team, you especially as you get bigger, going through some of these exercises with your team is going to bring you information that you didn't know. When you say you know, July was our best month and what was going on there, you might be going like, okay, well, I know what I was doing and I know that I was, you know, adjusting more. I was in the office more. So maybe that's the key. And then they go like, we did this other promotion or we signed on those six families or that big client. And that's what happened. They're going to give you insight and they're going to have a different read on it than you are. Um, so it's a really helpful exercise to go through something like this with your team, assuming they're the right team and they're gonna have insightful feedback. Yeah, definitely. So those certain things will surface um, that definitely need to be tackled. You know, that if you don't figure out a plan to change, to improve, you're definitely running the risk of being in the same boat, end of 2020, not getting the results you wanted. And if you're the kind of person who keeps any kind of records or journals or has resolutions every year, go back and look at your resolutions. And if you've had the same resolution or the same like action item for the past two or three years, that's probably one of your bottlenecks. That's probably the thing. Shut that... up, Kirby. Oh, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. So I want to lose 10 pounds. Oh, God, don't. That's. But if you look back and go like, all right, well, what did I do to achieve it? What did I not do? 
you know, if you don't make any of those changes, don't expect a different outcome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. All right. I thought you were going to say more and you just shook your head and went, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I wanted to get into the deeper thing of like when we were talking about how the what you're focusing on may not be what you're what ultimately you want. So like a 10 pounds thing is a great example of you can say I want to lose 10 pounds, but then you work out all year, you get stronger, you look better and the scale's the same and you go like, "Oh, I want to lose 10 pounds." It's like, "No, you, the pounds wasn't the thing. You want to look better, be healthier, feel better about yourself. That can be approached in multiple ways. 10 pounds is a simple line in the sand, but it's not the actual goal. Yeah, doesn't it's mean It's the anything. finger pointing at the moon. It's not the moon. Okay. Side note. I don't know what that phrase means. We'll talk about it. It's, a, it, it's really big in philosophy things of like uh, religion is like the best example of all religion is trying to get you to a connection with God and God is a undescribable kind of almost by definition, like any God who can fit into a box of description isn't God. It isn't, you couldn't put God into a thing, but people get obsessed with religion. They get obsessed with rules. They get obsessed with doing the right things within the words of their religion. And they forget that religion is the finger pointing at the moon. So like, the moon is the big thing, but the moon is God. It's this thing that is so big and so crazy, but you get so focused on the tiny little finger pointing at it. Religion's guiding you towards it, but you get obsessed with the finger and forget the moon. Okay. You get it? I, I, yes, I do. I understand it more than I did a minute ago. Okay. It's still like, so is, does it matter if, okay, never mind. We're going to move on. Okay. So. Um, next, when you're looking forward, you're going to, like we said, certain things are going to surface. Then you got to kind of tackle that big one, the big, hairy, scary goal or the big, hairy, scary bottleneck. The like, all right, because, you know, we're saying don't don't expect change if you're not going to do, you know, something different. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, if it comes down to like, shoot. We got to move. Like, I recommend picking really only one big thing. Maybe two. Like, if you got to move and fire someone, but do them. <laughs> or, or at least, like, make make progress of, like, you, you know, with something like we're going to move locations. And you know we need to move locations. And it needs to happen for us to succeed. It may not be, all right, it's January 1st. Like, let me go sign a new lease January 2nd. It might be going, well, the only way... I can move is if I have a down payment for another space mm -hmm. or if I find uh, someone to take over my current space as this, you know, sublease or whatever. Start creating your plan to have your path forward so that you have an actionable item to keep stepping towards that. Because especially with big things and usually these bottlenecks, the things that like build up over time are big things. You need to break it down into small chunks you may not be able to sign a new lease, have more money, pay for two rents at once. That's scary. But what you can do is make a phone call to a real estate agent and say, I'm in the market for this. I'm starting to save. You can call your banker and say, I need to know what I can afford so that I'm making a smart plan. 
but you need to know what your big bottleneck is and what your big goal is for you to start breaking it down into smaller chunks that you can start acting on. Yeah, that is a big thing um, that I ask people to do of like, you know, so often we sit and we're like, God, I really want you like I'm looking for a building like I I want I know we should put can you give me a sign that we need to be in a bigger space like I'm they're afraid to move forward. They're afraid to make any action because they want like God to tell them like this is what you're supposed to do. Um, but the story, you know, is that like you're standing on basically picture like you're standing on a beach looking at a sea of water, asking God, like, part the sea, like, show me that this is the direction. You know, I know you're capable. I know you're powerful. And the whole time God's going like, get your ankles wet. Yeah. Like, I want to see you take that first step and then I will line shit up for you. But I'm not good. You like, you have to take some action first. So maybe, you know, if you're sitting back and going like, oh, I just really want this perfect employee Maybe God's going like, well, you have to place an ad back yeah. when I, oh my gosh, back when I coached, um, for that coach without coaching company or whatever. <laughs> um, I remember this conversation. So I would get on calls. I think it was twice a month. Yeah. Twice a month with a group. And so like, I'm so action oriented that I would be like, okay. So there was this guy who he could barely ever make the calls because he was so busy. Like he was just exploding with growth. And I remember saying like, you know, this is fantastic. You need to be taking action so this continues. Otherwise what's gonna happen, like I said in the beginning of this episode, otherwise the universe goes, you're obviously a hot mess. I'm gonna stop giving you new patients. Like one thing is gonna, and so I said like, and he's like, I, I know I need an associate. I just don't have time to even get one. And I was like, okay, I need you to like, and he's like, I've been looking for an associate. And we're like going back and forth. And I'm like, okay, okay. Well, where have you placed ads? Oh, I haven't placed any ads. And I'm just like, are you freaking You're just like going around the grocery store looking for someone who looked like a chiropractor? Like, I'm like, well, dude, like, do, how do you think this is going to work? Do you think that God's just going to be like, here's your associate? I'm like, you have to write an ad. You have to Place, hire a headhunter. You, you have, have to, to do, do something. Something. So... So yeah, sometimes it seems crazy, but like, look at your situation and like, you know, if you want to lose 10 pounds, maybe start with joining a gym. Do you like, you know, yeah, take that baby step, figure out a step, do something and make it a thing that you can, you know, like you may not be able to sign a real estate contract tomorrow, but you can call a real estate agent tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like if it's going to take less than five minutes, that's the thing to do immediately. And kind of along the story with that dude, and he was so sweet, um, just bad at running a business. <laughs> Apparently a very good doctor. But anyway, so in order for more and different and better to happen in 2020, it will require more energy of you. And like we started the episode out, this is not going to resonate with anybody who's like, oh, I killed it in 2019 and I have so much more energy to give in 2020. Um, again, make a podcast, tell me how you're doing it. But if you are, you've analyzed those energy suckers and you're looking and expecting more in 2020, you need to look at your schedule and figure out where are you going to find more energy? 
where are you going to find the time and energy to do the work that needs to be done to get a different result? And if if you have a team, this is kind of more of a, you know, if, if it's just you, it could be, okay, I'm going to delegate this to someone so that I have more time to tackle this problem. If you have a team, it's the equation of your entire team. So it's, do we need another person so that there's more total bandwidth to tackle this new problem? Or is it, I'm going to create this efficiency. Sometimes your bottlenecks are things that you know that you need to sprint for two weeks, but it's going to give you freedom the rest of the year. Mm -hmm. You know, those can be small things. That could be like making your forms digitized and online so that you're not wasting eight hours a week. Someone's wasting eight hours a week scanning and transferring files or something. So like those kind of things, if it's an efficiency bottleneck, sometimes it is just nose to the grindstone, work some nights and you'll get the efficiency back right away. But if it's a big project that you know needs to be tackled, but you're so busy, you know, creating your Facebook posts or whatever, it might be, I need to hire someone or I need to delegate or I need to systematize this in some way or pay someone so that you can tackle the big thing. Don't let tiny things get in the way of you achieving big goals. Yeah. And I think for a lot of women, boundaries is a big one when it comes to how are you going to find more energy and time is we end up and, um, you know, we end up giving so much of our time and our resources in helping others and solving others. Mm-hmm. I know that you're currently thinking that is not my problem and that is more your problem. I'm just relating the message of the women listening yep. that in general, when we have terrible boundaries and I mean, I have bad boundaries with myself. So I wouldn't say my problem is that I have boundaries with other people. Um, I delegate just fine. But for me, I have poor boundaries with myself and it results in bad, poor discipline, Mm -hmm. basically. And I would even say achievers might have that of if you're the person who wants to do things, wants to take action, knows what people should do, that lends itself to you're running your business and you're on six boards. You know, you're helping out in your community. You're, You're a good person and you're a doer, but like, you, if your business or if your family has this thing that you need to achieve and you know what that true bottleneck is, but like, ah, I do have to go to that meeting today. Eh, well, I have that morning meeting the next day and we have this event to run. Like you might have to step back from something, um, but ultimately it's a step forward in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just figuring out what those are because you're not going to magically have more energy. And so you're going to not magically going to have more time. You're going to have to create it. Yep. And it's not going to be easy. Um, okay. So kind of winding things down here, but we got some serious, like, come to Jesus topics left. Here's so M. M. Night Shyamalan twist. And- <laughs> no, no, because it's no, it's I think you have to realize that not all and we touched on this a little bit, but not all years are the type of growth that you we're expecting, but that doesn't mean that all years, I mean, growth happens every year. It just might not look like what you thought it was. Um, you might have, so your goal may have been to increase revenue. That's a big one. That's like the number one goal that most businesses more money than last year. And maybe you're not sitting there, but you have more clarity on your message. Um, 
you know, what you want and don't want. Maybe you decided that you want to be out of network with insurance. That clarity, that that's a huge thing. That is a huge thing. And maybe getting out of network was a really big jump and you had to swap quality for quantity, but that is growth. That's huge growth. That's congruent. You're better. Well, I'll even share from, from our business this year. So our new patients were down. Um, and as our new patients went down, we have a, we have a value system where we talk about you serve the people who are in front of you and we aren't in the business of ignoring who's in our building to chase after who's not in our building. So even though we were doing extra marketing things to try and get more new patients or, you know, get that back up in our focus to serve the people we had better, we, and this is a chiropractor thing, our PVA, our patient visit average shot up. So if you're not in the chiropractic business, we had much better retention of our Mm -hmm. existing clients and they were more repeat visitors because we were taking really, really good care of them. So while our new patient numbers went down a fair amount, our PVA went way up, and now we're in a better position going forward that every new person who walks into our door is more likely to understand and sign on and understand how we can help them. And then when we do start helping them, they let us keep helping them because we really, really focused on that. And if we would have had an explosive new patient year, we would probably be leaking people out the back mm-hmm. more. So this year was a year of growth, not in revenue terms, but we learned a ton about our patients. We learned a ton about our team and we built better systems that allow us to skyrocket in the future. Yep. So that was the thing of it wasn't a year of growth how we would have said it, but I'm very thankful for the things that happened this year. Yeah, and it kind of... Um becomes a little bit of the obstacle is the way situation where when in 2018 you're looking at 2019 there I mean when we look at our year there's very there's a couple things that I was like mm, I would not have put that on the on the agenda no, for the would year. not have asked for that at all that sucked um but even though I wouldn't have asked for him I'm really glad that they happened because it forced improvement. It forced, you know, a lot of people would never ask for an audit. But when they're on the other side of it, they're going like... Gives a ton of clarity to your systems going forward, to your decisions going forward when people go, you know, like, ah, oh, well, well, we'll just keep getting away with it. And I haven't been audited yet. Once you've been audited, you go like, now I know. Now, now, I, know. I, have, now I have that clarity of purpose. Now when someone asks me to bend the rules, I go... No, I know what happens when I do. Yeah, those little like road. those little obstacles and sometimes big obstacles, you know, they can be a chip in the glass or they can be a huge fracture of the glass. But if you get through it, then which hopefully, hopefully you got through it. Hopefully you're not mm-hmm. closing your business. Um, but it makes you a little more bulletproof, mm-hmm. makes you a lot more bulletproof. And if you're in the middle of it, I will say that Lauren kind of mentioned it, the obstacles, the way is, is a general principle philosophy of you're going to deal with adversity and you're in it. It's happening. You can lament it. You can hate it. You can resist it. But ultimately, it's happening. So in the end, you can look at it as opportunity or destruction. And I don't know about you, but any time that I have dwelled on. I mean, you need to process emotions. You need to, you know, feel bad for yourself for a second. 
But if you live in that, this is an insurmountable obstacle versus, I guess this is a new path. A boulder falls on the path. You can either stand there and look at the boulder and go, there's no way to get through or go, I guess this is a climbing wall now, or I guess I'm going a different route. And sometimes when you go on that different route, you see new things, you encounter new villages, whatever. Um, but just as a general philosophy, and there's a great book called The Obstacle is the Way by Ryan Holiday. I recommend. Book drop. So, yeah, we need to do an updated uh, what are you listening to? What are you reading? I don't think I ever shared my book spreadsheet of like... Were you supposed to? I think I said when, when originally when we did like the five best books or whatever. Oh. I think I said I would share my spreadsheet, but I haven't. Oh, gee, nobody's reached out for your spreadsheet? Hey. Oh, that is shocking. There are so many more books on there this year. <laughs> Actually, it's a down year, but there are more. You, I was going to ask, have you read less books this year than last year? Yeah, I think I... You switched to reading more physical books. I read more physical books. I listen to more podcasts. Um, like mine? No, I don't listen to this one. Um, no, but yes, it's a down year for books, but still... How do you feel about that? I have a really great episode that you should listen to on like when a goal, you didn't hit a goal, and how to feel optimistic that you're going to read 200 <laughs> books in 2020. I've never got close. No, I, I feel fine. There's lots of other projects and things to deal with this year. It's a good, it's a good year. Good. Um, okay. So really bringing this home then now we like save kind of like that last, like come to Jesus thing of like, if you have done the work, you did the work in 2019 and you're prepping of how you're going to change and what you're going to do to make 2020 different and better. But ultimately, you are not in alignment with your passion and your sole purpose. If you don't know what that is, if you don't know what, when I say sole purpose, if you're like, All right, what? Then you're going to likely at some point, it might not be 2020, going to have to make a shift and realize some self evidence some self-truth some universal truths some deeper deeper truths mm -hmm. and i think it's a thing of like when you say like it might not immediately become evident the hard thing is is you can humans have this unique ability to trick themselves and it can be for so long that you can literally you could go a whole lifetime mm -hmm. you could borrow money and live a fake life and chase fame or you know chase status and and be surface level happy and indulgent but deeply not growing as a soul or getting any closer to whatever god is or the universal truth is you could do a whole life and you never you never have to pay the check on that. But it's in your kids. It's in your life. It's in somewhere, karmically, whatever. It's, it's downstream. So when we say like, it, a lot of times you get the, the signposts on the way. So like if you think you're building a certain kind of practice and you are just running yourself ragged and you're emotionally exhausted and you're not being spiritually fulfilled, a lot of times you'll get checked at a boundary. You'll 
something will go bad, you'll be exhausted, you'll have a mental breakdown, whatever. You might be able to fight through that with with ego and build something that's not great um, if you just ignore it and push through. I, I When people say like, well, God will always tell you the message, I don't necessarily know that God's going to keep hitting you over the head the same way every time. You might be able to fight through it and keep building an authentic life. Um, but if you're listening and if you're trying to listen, you might realize that like your your goals, the way you're building your business, if it just keeps not working out, that might be a sign to sit still for a minute, listen and see if there's a whole different path for you. Well, I mean, like a real life example is um, uh, for many of you may know or maybe you don't know this, but like so this year I uh, <laughs> farmer terms threw my back out eight times, nine times. And a couple times really bad. Really bad. Um, so I would, uh, I would wake up and it would start tensing up throughout the day. And by midday, I would start having muscle spasms and I would have like muscle spasms for like two days. I wouldn't be able to adjust. I'd be doing like care plans and things like that. And then, um, I would slowly recover over the week. And so I would be back to normal within a week, which is awesome. Um, because a lot of people, you know, it may, they may not ever get back to 100%. And then I would go a week or two. And that, like this was kind of the pattern of the summer where like I just kept throwing my back out. And so it was like a lot of ego issues of like, okay, I'm a chiropractor with a bad back. Like this sucks. Like if chiropractic works, how come I'm getting this, you know? And, and um, so then I went to a chiropractor that does more rehab you know, because it's a musculoskeletal thing. So it must be a musculoskeletal answer. Um, and so I got some exercises and was doing them and I didn't have any problems for two months and then kind of, uh, energetically took another big assignment on, um, middle to end of October and was like, all right, now, you know, decided something that was going to require more energy and more time and was starting to work on that. And it was like, I got the worst, the worst spasm ever and ended up needing to go to the ER and get Flexerol, which again, another very humbling moment as a chiropractor to walk in. And of course, one of my patients was in the waiting room, like, Lauren, what are you doing here? Oh, just muscle spasms of my back. Don't worry. Chiropractic work. Um, so, you know, what I could do is I could stay asleep. Like you said, I could spend an entire life being like, oh, I must need to rehab this. I need to I just do... need different workouts. All right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to, you know, do get get acupuncture. I need to switch the style of adjusting I'm doing. I'm getting on myself. Switch the style of adjusting I'm doing on other people. Um, which ironically, I am stronger than I've ever been. I am doing a more, uh, injury, uh, less, less, less injurious technique than ever. Um, I am receiving a technique weekly that doesn't lead to ligament laxity. So like I'm doing all the things musculoskeletally that it shouldn't. So I could just keep going and be, but if I take a step back and go like, huh, it kind of seems like uh, energetically someone's trying to send me a sign that I'm, this isn't working. This isn't working. And like my sign 
is spasms. And I've always said that like God sends me very non-subtle cues of like, you're you not in up, alignment. You don't pick up on subtleties. No, so. <laughs> I really don't. Like I pictured that week that I was waking up at 5 a.m. and working on, you know, like building the thing. Him just being like, Lauren, you're doing it again. Hey, hey. And then he's just like, this bitch never listens. All right, fine. Muscle spasms. All right. And this time you're going to the ER because you didn't learn the lesson this summer. And so um, that, you know, when we're talking about like, are you incongruent? You know, it doesn't mean like, do you need to quit your job? Maybe you do. It doesn't mean, you know, but it's like, look at your relationship and some of the symptoms or your relationship with yourself and your environment. What are the symptoms that are showing up? For me, muscle spasms are a symptom that is an expression that I am, my soul is not being congruent and in alignment energetically with how he wants me to. Mm -hmm. I could stay asleep and keep just going like, oh, must need to strengthen my core and do, and I probably also need to, but like, you know. Well, and within that too, I would say, and this isn't true for everyone, but if you, if there's a thing that you're resisting, like if there's a piece of advice you know is good that you go like, and you know, it's easier. I think I'll just like if it's like you keep hearing a message of slow down or you keep hearing a message of meditate or you keep hearing a message of whatever. And you just go like, you know what? Instead, I think I'll go do. Instead, <laughs> I think I'll go achieve. Instead, I think I'll go work at something else like that thing that you it's like uh, it's like kind of in working out the workout you hate the most whatever that move is, is probably the thing you need to Turkish get-ups. Turkish get-ups. Fuck Turkish get-ups. <laughs> They're so terrible. I really hate, but like, that's the thing of like, when I'm building a workout, that's one of the things that I just go like, I really don't want to do that. I don't want to do split leg squats. Probably because you're weak in that and you probably need to... I don't want to do dynamic breathing. When I asked the... Instagram, the Instagram. I asked, said, hey, dear Instagram. Now you're really old. You yeah. asked the Instagram. Um, when I asked all our rehab, like, I'm like, okay, what should I do to recover from this? Everyone's like, dynamic breathing. And I'm like, breathing? You, you want like me to do freaking. deadlift or something. Yeah. To you want me to do breath work. I wanted like uh, Olympic twists to get your six pack of this. Nope. Dynamic breathing. So, so yeah. So if you're resisting, that's a really good, you know, dynamic breathing and meditation is what kept coming up for me as like the thing I didn't want to do. I wanted an exercise. I wanted a magic bullet. I wanted a pill to make it easier and not have to do the work. So, so if you're listening, Lauren loves to be held accountable. So message Lauren and ask Gosh. how meditation and dynamic breathing signed, is going. I know, but I signed up for a t I Well, what I realized is that, so this is where I start to get uncomfortable and be like, oh, we should just end this podcast. But I know you're okay with letting go. So what I realized with my personality is that when I'm, when something is new and different, I need a program to follow. So with meditation, I spent all of 2019 being like, I really should meditate. I should do that. And then I would do it and be like, oh, I mean, it was fine. I don't know if I did it right or not. And then, you know, the next day I'd be like, oh, I, I didn't get around to it. Or like, um, So, but with running, I don't need a program anymore. If I have a half marathon coming up in two months, I don't need eight weeks eight week training course telling me how to because I've done it uh, yeah I was gonna say at one point you did though at one point I did uh, my first two half marathons I downloaded like okay I should be doing how many miles and when's a when's a hill day and when is a speed day and when's a distance day 
Um, and so with meditation, I finally just signed up for and put some money down for a 21 day um meditation program that starts January 1st. So there mm. I will be, well, I have to actually show up for it. I, I paid for it. That's a, that's a nice psychological trick though. That's been proven to work. You, when you actually put money down or you, I think there's even apps where like you put money into like basically escrow and you have to like say whether you've done something. And if you don't, they like give it to something you dislike. So like oh. if you're like a crazy, like super strong Democrat, like PETA, like they go like, we're going to hold $200 for you and you have a commitment to like go work out every day for three weeks. And if you don't, or if you don't like check in and self-report, we're sending you your donation to the Trump campaign or, you know, <laughs> or vice versa. Yeah. They'll send it to yeah. Bernie Sanders if you, you know, like, so like that's been proven as a psychological thing of like having, having something on the line and especially, uh, having I would a just negative. Lie. You must have to like prove that you did the thing. I think it is somewhat of a self check in thing. But by like, the way, you, you like my in. answer there? I would just lie. Would just... There's where my well, integrity is. The three's uh, chief sin is deceit. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. I don't want my money going to. Peter. And if you're playing the When Will Kirby and Lauren mention the Enneagram game, you have to take a we shot now. <laughs> made it almost the entire episode. That's so. impressive. All right, well, now we got to go to the gym. We got to wrap this baby up. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we hope that you got, you know, if you are somebody who was like, has no negative feelings about 2019 and only sees blue sky for 2020, I hope that this wasn't super boring for you. Um, if nothing but, else, store in the back of your head. Yes, yeah. it's it's coming. No one. Can. Oh well, don't be so pessimistic. I'm just saying, like, even if it's, even if you're someone who always grows at 20, percent you're gonna have a 15 percent year probably. Mm-hmm. Like life is long, so yeah. so you can't always just be on the sunny side. You have to be yeah. ready. So, but if you are someone who 2019 was different than you thought. Not worse, necessarily. Maybe it was worse. Um, I really hope that this episode was helpful and gave you some tools of how to look and analyze and learn so that 2020 can be different because that's what we all want. We all want 2020 to be better. Nobody's Mm -hmm. looking and going like, now take the exact same or a little less. So that's kind of why the internet won't shut up when we get close to New Year's. Better year. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you guys too. Send us what what your focus, what your insight from 2019 was, and what your what your bottleneck for 2020 that you're going to tackle is. It's interesting to hear all the different ways that uh, people interact with the world and what what their reality is. Yeah, send us um, if you don't know how to fix your bottleneck, send us that question. Oh yeah, that could be interesting episodes of mm-hmm. like those are the things. If you're like, this is the thing that I've been knowing needs to be done for four years, but like, can't figure. Where it. do I start? That's the shit I love. Oh, yeah, that's where that's where we thrive. So. Okay, all right. Happy New Year! Oh, we should have had those thing. <laughs> yeah, that's more of a elephant. elephant. <laughs> Mine was more of a fart. <laughs> so on the we count of three, the, if we, do it at the same we will say happy. New Year. One, or no, three, two, one. Happy Happy New New Year! (laughs) Was that something? That was a thing. Love you all. See you next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers. Are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. 
They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast, and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. 